investors want to see a return, whether they are really like playing the game with you or watching from the sideline. Mm-hmm. In the end, it's the same. They want to make money. If you really want a product in a lot of people's hands, the VC route could be the way to go because you have mm-hmm. way more capital at your disposal and you can move way quicker. Money, money, money. <laughs> That's the topic on everyone's mind today, I think. Uh, welcome to another edition of The Founder's Diary. How are you both today? Doing uh, great, actually. So uh, excited for this, uh, for this episode. Me too, me too. You could. Feeling better than uh, last time we uh, posted an episode. I had a runny nose. Yeah. And now I'm uh, almost recovered. So now I'm ready I took to it over. So for the audience, maybe next time you have it. So we just rotate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. rotate. Well, sharing is caring. <laughs> yeah. And uh, on the topic of sharing, uh, maybe you can share some of your inside tips and secrets today about, you know, getting investors. How do you fund a startup? Things like that. Yeah. Um, for example, I know a lot of startups choose to go a bootstrapped route and other startups choose to go the funded route. Maybe you can explain how you chose the path for Instant. Um, yeah, so actually before instant all the businesses were bootstrapped mm-hmm. um, and for instant we made a deliberate choice to do it the other way around mm. um, or other way around the other option uh, you can either bootstrap which is just starting with your own money or not a lot of money um, and then the VC route is of course you build something um, with VC money so to say and there are different routes you can take. Um, also, in the VC world, you can raise money before you have a product. Mm-hmm. You can also bootstrap first and then raise money. Um, but with Instant, we actually raised money before we even had a product. Okay. A bit more of a challenge, but a conscious choice. Um, so maybe, Kun, you can uh, dive into why. The why, I think it's, like Sam said, a deliberate choice. If you go for funding or no funding, bootstrapped is fun, but your mm-hmm. yeah, the growth trajectory can be slower. So if you really want a product in a lot of people's hands, the VC route could be the way to go because you have mm-hmm. way more capital at your disposal and you can move way quicker. Uh, and I think that was a yeah a clear decision. We saw a big gap in the market. We already did it always bootstrapped. We knew a lot of founders that did raise capital, so that also gave us confidence that that's the right route to take uh, mm-hmm. and that led us yeah, to decide to uh, yeah, raise a pre-seed round pre-everything basically although we could uh, take over some uh, people from our previous company it's like pre-everything it's pre-team pre-product yeah. pre-everything yeah. uh, which has its pros and cons and I do think the time when we raised the money back then was like at the end of the peak of the fundraising season uh, 2021 is like the in the venture the capital COVID world, boom. the COVID boom. Okay. <laughs> and we raised that pre-seed round like at the end. Yeah. Uh, and then we did raise uh, a seed round in like a more tough environment. And I say all these terms, pre-seed, seed, series A, but the easiest way to explain it is that when you raise a new round, mm-hmm. you also deploy a type of um, stocks. Uh, okay. and, th- and those stocks are connected to rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you you raise a pre-seed and those stocks you give out, they're connected to yeah the, the agreements you make with your investor. And for each round, uh, the type of stocks uh, yeah you give out are then connected to rules. And that's where actually the, the names come from. Um, yeah. 
It's just a type of stock that is that you give out is connected to certain amount of rules. Okay. So the agreements we had in our pre-seed, um, yeah, they change with the new stocks we give out. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's easy if you explain it, uh, but it is a <laughs> bit more harder. But that's like the easiest way yeah. to yeah, explain it. But it's it's also logical because, well, uh, in a normal VC world, mm-hmm. um, every round you raise the amount you raise becomes bigger. So maybe for yeah. a pre-seed, you raise 1 million a seed, 3 million a series A, 10 million, let's say. And so the investor gives more money, mm-hmm. which also means higher risk. Yeah. Um, so there needs to be like Tighten. different rules um, for yeah how they believe you can best grow your company with the money that they invested. So they also say that every round it gets stricter. Yeah. Um, that, for example, most of the times when you raise a Series A, you also get a board. Uh, okay. And a board is then the founders usually or another executive in the, in the, in the company and your investors. Mm-hmm. So a board is already more formal. And then you raise another round, the bigger round, more people in the board. So it's even more formal. Yeah. And you actually build up to a structure where you can go public. Because mm-hmm. if you're a public company... Everything is out in the open. Everything is super strict. You need to be super, like, just aware of everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I also think, like, that is the reason why every every funding round, there are sort of different rules or agreements that you make with the VC. Yeah. yeah, I guess, like, maybe bouncing off that. Obviously, as you're saying, the more rounds you go through, the more people kind of are influencing the future of the con- uh, the company yeah. because you have all these investors to answer to. If they're giving you a lot of money, they would kind of like to see certain expectations yeah. based on maybe what you've pitched them. Yeah. Um, so how do you find investors and how do you pick who the right investor is for your idea, for your brand? That's a good one because finding an investor is extremely difficult yeah. uh, and especially finding a good one. Mm-hmm. You obviously have different types of capital. You can go to the bank for a loan. You can go private equity, angel, venture capital. Um, so there are many routes you can take. And I think we yeah, talk with other founders in software space that raise money mm-hmm. uh, and that helped us get introductions to venture capital funds. Uh, and that's obviously a very fortunate position to be in, which we created ourselves. Uh, but that's yeah the best way in. And have we have talked to over 100 venture capital firms easily. And yeah, getting a warm introduction in a venture capital firm is the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you are a founder and are looking to raise really finding a friend of a friend of a friend that that knows your business well, that can help you with a proper introduction Mm -hmm. is the easiest way. Uh, That said, it depends also on the type of rounds, right? We now mainly talk about uh, a pre-seed seed seed round. Mm -hmm. Uh, Still to this day, that is uh, a really active market that hasn't changed in the last years. It's still very active. Uh, And yeah, since it is active, this trick that I'm sharing yeah. is still also relevant because it is yeah, doable um, to raise a seed round mm-hmm. if you get a good warm introduction. And maybe for a little tip for anyone out there who's looking for investors, once you actually have hooked the meeting with some investors, what sort of questions do you ask them to assess if they're the right fit? 
Um, well, I think what's most important is um, that you find someone, like, I don't know what the saying is, but you, as a business, you are playing the game. Yeah. And there are people watching from the sideline, the audience. Uh, there are also investors that see themselves as the audience. We invest money and then we just watch what happens from the sideline. If it goes well, we did a great job. If it goes bad, it's their fault. We didn't play the game with them. But we are really looking for people um, that work at venture capital firms that see it the other way around, that want to yeah. be a part of the team, mm -hmm. of the journey. Um, and so it's like, it, it's a different dynamic. Yeah. If someone really wants to join the sort of the team, feels also ownership of the successes of the failures versus someone that is just watching from afar. Yeah. Uh, and that's always what we yeah, try to figure out, like how invested are they in the company? How excited are they about the space? Why do they yeah. believe in us as a team? Why do they believe in our products? So really figure out mm -hmm. if, they, if they know what they're talking about and are excited about the company and not just excited about giving some money having ownership and yeah. let them uh, do whatever. Well, it's, it's the same as you work with a co-founder, right? A co-founder yeah. you pick out very carefully. You want to know who you have in your bed. Mm -hmm. Bad bed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the same with an investor. Like Whichever investor you take on board, yeah, you have to share that bed with them. Do you mm -hmm. want to share it with them? Uh, and you need to decide for yourself like what the values are that you look for in that specific yeah. investor. And based on that, you can also make a good decision. And I think what we found important, like Sam said, really being on the field and mm -hmm. um, yeah, not watching from the sidelines, but being with us in the field is also the personal connection, right? I think we mm -hmm. really yeah, value great people. Famous saying, don't do business with assholes, right? There are a lot of bad investors out there. So you yeah. need to be very careful and we really try to yeah, learn if we also can level on a personal level with them. Yeah. And that gives us enough comfort. So it's also a gut feeling thing, but mm -hmm. those are like the, yeah, how we see it. Uh, most, most of the time, most of our time is spent on something related to work. Mm -hmm. And in the end, you want to work with people you like. That's like, True. that's just in general. So it's also really important that you like your investors. It's not this formal relationship, um, but it's it's just fun to mm -hmm. have a meeting, uh, to chat with them instead of that it feels like a meeting where you're going to be judged and where they're going to yeah. make decisions. But it's more just like, a yeah, again, a two-way street, a yep. real relationship instead mm -hmm. of uh, deploying capital and that's it. Yeah, I guess when you've reeled in some investors and you're trying to figure out which ones to pick or maybe you're having the first meeting, what are sort the sort of questions you can anticipate from investors that you really need to have nailed down as a founder, like going into those meetings? Um, yeah, I think the type of questions of an investor, if you had a couple of meetings, you kind of see the pattern. So they will come out of your head automatically, but it's around the product, around the traction, around the market, around the team. Mm -hmm. I think those are like, yeah, four things I always hear a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, and also about the vision, right? Where do mm -hmm. you want to take the company? Where do you see the company evolve? Mm -hmm. And it also really helps to share some uh, background information, like where you've come from and why you are, yeah, the right person to enter this market. I think HV Capital, our current lead investor, 
uh, have talk about founder market fit. Mm. So if the founder has the domain knowledge of that industry and can really build something that's going to change and disrupt the industry potentially. It's also what we talked about in the other episode, right? The domain knowledge. Well, HV Capital look at the founder market fit. Uh, And yeah, questions. Obviously, every VC phrases it differently, but the five (laughs) things I mentioned, that's broadly it. Uh, But in general, when, when a VC or someone asks a question, you always have this urge to answer the question even if you don't really know what they're meaning you're just gonna talk yeah and i think that's a big mistake if you do not understand the question ask mm. what are you exactly asking what do you want to hear i think that's yeah. super important because it can become super high level around the industry and the market mm. and the team whatever um so just ask the follow-on question if you don't really get what they want to hear i think that's, that's great advice in life as well yeah. like <laughs> some of us love to just chat and talk but yeah. it's good to understand what's happening and uh i know earlier you mentioned like forming a board and whatnot maybe you can give a little advice on how instant has gone about that or thought about that process no board <laughs> no board but we do have a uh, advisory board gotcha. so there's uh, yeah if you have a board you need to follow certain rules mm-hmm. laws actually uh, and yeah since we're a seed company you mm-hmm. just want to have you want to move quick be agile uh, and hence why you don't take on a board yet yeah when the, once the business is established you have product market fit you're growing fast you have great revenue then you mm-hmm. can do the board because then you yeah then it is different right then you're more changing buttons but yeah. right now we're still building the buttons uh, yeah. So, yeah, it only creates more overhead if you have a board from the get-go. We do have the, we do have the advisory board to also practice. Sure, uh, so it's you can get used to that, like, flow and having, you know, still being that agile startup where you don't have to answer to too many voices yeah. yet, but you have the experience of maybe relaying what's going on, yeah. having those kind of moments that later on I think a lot of startups struggle with. Yeah. Exactly, and there actually are also companies in whether they haven't built a product yet and they raise funds, Mm -hmm. pre-seed round, what we also did, that even from that point onwards, they Mm -hmm. form a board. Gotcha. Uh, And you can do it, but I think it's also because we are coming from the bootstrap side of uh, business, that it was also like a super big change from bootstrap to VC. You want that ownership. Yeah, you want that ownership and not immediately from the get-go. Uh, yeah. also have like these quarterly meetings and with laws involved that you need to give your presentations on mm-hmm. time and like all these um, yeah. good rules but also weird rules yeah uh, we wanted just to have a bit more uh, yeah how can you say it sort of freedom yeah, yeah. to do whatever maybe one fun question to kind of wrap it off um so working in the office at instant i see sometimes investors send things to try to get your attention maybe what's the funniest or weirdest thing that's either been sent to you or a way that an investor has tried to get your attention um well i get a lot of emails always obviously some are more creative than others but i did get sent during christmas like a bose speaker from some supposed investor uh, <laughs> a lot of investors do great crazy things to get your attention but i think that was a interesting one my, uh, that i saw wine yeah. bottles that sort of stuff but yeah 
yeah. I think we had some apples one time as well. Oh, yeah. Ap- <laughs> apples. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Weird things. If you're listening out there, thank you for the <laughs> apples. It was a delicious addition to our lunch. <laughs> thank you if we don't do the meeting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we, um, maybe any last advice, a little snippet, and then we'll round it off here for our audience out there. Um, yeah, if, if you like think about whether you want to do it, yeah. uh, it adds extra pressure. It gives a lot of options. You have more capital de- to deploy, but it also adds more pressure because investors want to see a return, whether they are really like playing the game with you or watching from the sideline. Mm-hmm. In the end, it's the same. They want to make money from the investment they made. So there's more pressure, uh, which we like, but it is, I think, something to really think about whether... You want that, whether you think you can handle it, mm-hmm. uh, and whether you like such a dynamic of having investors. So that would be my tip. Yeah, so investors want to make money. Make sure you're comfortable with the yeah. pressure. Yeah. I'm sure you also want to make money out there, but know how to navigate it. Yeah, it's a different sort of pressure than bootstrapped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my two cents are, if you want a nice, profitable business and just do your own thing, Go for bootstrapped and try out the venture back business later down the line. If you have a really big, bold vision mm-hmm. and you really feel you can realize it, mm-hmm. go for venture capital. Well, you heard it here first on the Founder's Diary. Thanks for another great episode, Sam and Kuhn. Uh, we'll sign off and see you on the next one. Goodbye. Bye-bye. See you next time. <laughs>